White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at EctorWall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go there and subscribe, and you can know when we drop a video if you hit the notifications bell, and maybe you can win a shirt and or mug from Locked On Socks. 312-566-8727 is the way you leave us a voice message. And wow, you guys really participated today. It was awesome. Thank you very much for leaving all the voicemails that you did. We watched them all, looked at them all. Uh, at least I get the, the emails. I think Tanny searches out the uh, the actual voicemails. No, I don't and, listen, man. I like to hear them live in the moment like if we're taking oh, a, okay. a phone call. So we people want to celebrate tonight. Yeah, so that's what so, we're going to do. <laughs> LockedOnSocks at gmail.com is the way you reach us via email. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, I know how you're doing. But how's Bill doing? Bill, how are you doing? The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. I swear, I can just hit this button. The White Sox win. All night long. The White Sox win. I mean, because when you sweep the Twins once in five years, uh, the White Sox win. It's pretty special. So I could just, you know, the whole show could be just me playing that drop uh, easily. Uh, it's episode two thirty two, the White Sox sweep the Twins edition of Locked On White Sox, and we are brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. We're going to get on that locker room, folks, because as this team gets better and better and more fun to watch and as they begin to to plow through their competition and uh, it should be a fun year, we're going to get on this locker room. But since it's only on iOS devices, I'm not set up for that. But hopefully that will change throughout the course of the year because you guys clearly want to interact with us. And we're going to hear some of your voicemails later on in the show where we're just going to congregate to celebrate as opposed to, you know, Misery Loves Company edition of the show, which we've certainly done our fair share of. Uh, today, it's, it's a fun Friday. It's a pizza Friday. And it's a... Doubleheader Friday for the Sox with the Royals in town following a sweep of the Twins. The White Sox win yesterday 4-2 to behind some clutch hitting and a hell of an effort by the bullpen. It's the first Sox sweep of the Twins since 2016. Sox improve their record to 22-13 and while the Twins, they fall to 12-23. and You hate to see it, Herb. Uh, run differential improves to Plus 66, that's tops in all of baseball by a significant margin. And as I said, people just want to be here today to be happy. And, you know, you, there's a lot of game. There's two games to watch today, obviously. But I'm still riding high off of that Twins victory yesterday. And, Herb, you know, sometimes it's not about who you play, but when you play them. The Twins came in down, and they look like they're about out. I don't know if I'm ready to, to finally hit the uh, the TKO yet on the Minnesota Twins. Uh, because you're playing without Byron Buxton, and that certainly makes a difference. But we talked about it on the show yesterday. 
curb stomping these people when they're down. Um, you know, and just killer instinct taking over yesterday on the south side. There's so many things that we can get into with this game. It was a fun game. And just so many good things happen in this game. A lot of things that make you scratch your head too. But uh, above all, this was just a, a team on the on the rise, an ascending team in the White Sox, and not Luis Arise. Um, and, but this is a team that's got better things coming for this team. And I, I think I'm now ready to say that I am a, a, a full believer in this version of the White Sox. I was very hesitant after the injury, especially after one of Luis Robert. Uh, we'll get to that later on in the show, but this is a team that we asked for them to to come in and, and, and stomp on the Minnesota Twins after taking the first two, and that's what they did yesterday, Herb, and you love to see it. It's so awesome. Like Before the series, I think we put the over-under at one and a half games if they're going to win, and we both went over. We were expecting two out of three minimum, but I don't know in our heart of hearts we thought we can get all three because, like you said, it's five years since they last swept the Twins and we always see the White Sox play weird and badly against the Twins. It was like they're, no matter what they used to do before the series, it would just revert back to old, bad fundamentals, bad playing versus the Twins. It seemed like the roles were reversed in this series. Twins did a lot of dumb things. We talked about the Josh Donaldson thing last night where he didn't hustle out a double play ball where if he just hustles he gets the run that scores but you know it's a negligible thing because it was made a four run game instead of five run game but the White Sox are doing all the things that we bitched about early in the year correct now it seems like they've galvanized after the Cincinnati loss and the loss of Luis Robert they've galvanized as a team and they cheer for each other hard and they understand that maybe their manager might be a hindrance to them so let's go out and score a bunch of runs. They scored uh, nine runs or more in four straight games. And then today or yesterday, they scored a 4-2 to two victory with just clutch hits, great pitching, and coming through with two out RBIs. It's great to see them doing the things that we wanted them to do. There were still some missteps, of course, and we'll get to those, but I feel awesome to beat the Twins. I, it just doesn't register right now that they're 10 games behind the White Sox in the middle of May. It's it blows my mind. Yeah, it, no one saw this coming, and we did talk about it though a little bit in the off season uh, when when the uh, the twins you know they they allowed to uh, let Trevor May go to the Mets, and we knew firsthand that this guy was a big part of their bullpen. He was a big high leverage guy for the Minnesota Twins. That certainly gave the Sox fits. You know, there were moments where the Sox got him, but that with the bullpen sometimes. And, you know, the Mets signed him in, in their big offseason spending spree. And we knew that that was going to be, I, I don't, you know, they were able to replace their the closer. But, you know, we were wondering who was going to replace Trevor May as the bridge guy. And no one has stepped up to fill that role. And that's really hurt this team. And despite your historic start for, for Byron Buxton, you know, he was out this series. You know, it's going to be a rough go for them the rest of the way until they figure out that bullpen. It's very hard to figure out a bullpen on the fly. You know, it can happen if they get some stability with Colome at the back end and, you know, maybe make some trades. Maybe they've got some guys in their system they can call up. 
to to miss some bats in the, in the middle of that bullpen, but I just don't see it's going to be very tough for them, and it's tough to sweep any team, which is why I'm always cautious to predict a sweep. But and you saw that heart of the champion a little bit from the Twins in this ball game. Like this was a hard fought game, and you know one of the most enjoyable games all year in terms of tense moments, and you know uh, you got big time matchups here. And Lance Lynn set the tone. The two guys at tone setters today, Tim Anderson going deep the first pitch of the game was huge. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure that bat was going to go flying, but mm-hmm. I don't, but there's, you know, for, you know, they, people talk about TA and the bat flips all the time as if it's, this is bat flip USA population, Tim Anderson, you know, but it doesn't happen all the time. He like, he doesn't even do it that often considering how good he is. So I think that's kind of like a, a misnomer, but if there was any time to do it, I think that would have been a fine time to do it. First pitch of the game as you're about to sweep your division rivals, but your TA sets the tone and Lance Lynn set the tone today despite some uh, real shoddy defense behind him but he battled he stayed in there for five innings didn't have his his plus plus stuff but he threw so many extra pitches uh, than he had intended Mm -hmm. because of the shaky defense behind him and I don't want to talk too much about Jake Lamb today because we I think we all know at this point the guys on this roster who don't belong here, they're screaming at you right now. I don't belong here. And it's not that many guys. <laughs> like the Billy Hamilton thing, he's, he's had a nice week. He made a hell of a catch out there in the outfield today, which shows you defense still matters, folks. Uh, you know, yeah. So I don't know what his role is for the for the duration of 2021, but I think we know Jake Lamb. They're going to they're going to Tony proof this roster. And I don't think you're going to see Jake Lamb for much longer. I have to applaud Tony for subbing him out in the sixth inning after two bad plays on the defensive end that stretched out two different innings, um, taking him out, switching Vaughn over there, and getting him out of the game, uh, it, it was it was a huge moment there for Tony acknowledging, like, look, I, I know this is not working, and I kept thinking about that scene in Moneyball about playing first base. It's not that hard, Jake Lamb. <laughs> Tell him, Wash. You it's know? incredibly hard. <laughs> yes, thank you, Ron Washington. Um, so, yeah, it was – you know, Lance Lynn was was a bulldog out there today, and he you know was able to get that final out there in the fifth after battling and battling, battling, and of course Lance Lynn always knows where the camera is, turning around and giving the Ric Flair woo to the center field camera. I love it, but he was just a damn bulldog out there, man, and I love watching him every time he's out there. Yeah, and we've gone over it. It's just a pitch mix of fastballs, different type of fastballs, a cutter here, a fast, a four seamer, a two seamer here, a sinker. He just has an arsenal of great well-located fastballs and we were just talking about Lance Lynn having to pitch over his team's mistakes it seems like it happens with him more often than others we remember the Luis Robert ball that hit off his head that was a Lance Lynn start where he didn't get out of the fifth inning there this time Tony's like yeah I see that he's struggling and he's running out of gas in the fifth inning but I, I trust him I've been with him in St. Louis I know the bulldog that he is and he'll tell me if he needs to be out of the game. He finished with 111 pitches, struggled to finish that fifth inning out, but he grinded that to a, to a great ending. Even after his first baseman couldn't catch a easy ball in the air, and I think they gave that air to Lance Lynn, which is BS. <laughs> the ball was a ball in the air kind of most, of the, most of the way, and it hit the ground like right before uh, Lamb got there, and he was so awkward there. Uh, at first base, you think that he never played the position before, but this is one of the reasons why he's on the team because he's a corner infielder and maybe a guy who can play the outfield. So it was a disaster. 
giving Jose Abreu time off his feet at first base has turned out to be not great. We saw the Yermi Mercedes <laughs> thing in Cleveland, and now Lance Lynn, or not Lance Lynn, uh, Jake Lamb struggling there too. Well, it's funny, you know, you're trying to get Jose off his feet, then he's carrying around Yermin on his back in the post game. You know, he's carrying <laughs> around this very large man. Like, I don't think that's how we drew it up there, Pito, when we're trying to give you a, a, a breather there. Uh, but, you know, there is a doubleheader uh, today, and, uh, you know, I think that was huge for Lance Lynn. I think another reason why Tony left him out there, because he knew he, he needed him. He needed to go out there and complete at least five, because you don't know what's going to happen with uh, Giolito and Michael Kopech. You know, with those seven-inning games, you hope Giolito can go deep into that one. Kopech's going to have to be really efficient if he wants to complete that one. But, you know, you used everyone the past couple of days. And I know there was a lot of hand-wringing uh, last night about, or two nights ago, for Liam Hendricks coming in there and, and throwing in a blowout. But that game was getting out of hand. And he's a guy that needs the work out there. And, you know, he, he'll admit it. He likes to go out there and pitch. It's very much feel for him. He doesn't go out there just having the stuff. Like, he kind of has to work through a lot of things mentally and physically to be right. And he needs those reps out there. And you saw the uh, that tight slider was in effect during Wednesday's victory, and then you saw it more in prominence and better location during Thursday's game. Comes on for the five-out save, and we'll get to more of Liam Hendricks in a minute, but before Liam Hendricks was able to get out there, Garrett Crochet today, man, you know, he, he comes in, and you, you, I look back at moments in this game that were just so huge, uh, none bigger than the, the punch out of Nelson Cruz in the seventh. Mm-hmm. So it's a 3-1 game at that point. Arise pops out to lead off the inning, and then Crochet gets himself into a little bit of trouble. There's the back-to-back walks to Donaldson and Polanco. Then the wild pitch, Ethan Katz comes out ahead of the Nelson Cruz at bat. Crochet bounces back with a really amazing sequence to Cruz. This is what it's all about here, folks. This is the stuff that you've been holding on to for at least five years or some of the older cats like Herb and I. These these twins matchups where it was, oh, man, here comes Kadire again. Here comes Morneau again. Here comes Joe Maurer again in a big spot late, late in the game. Kubel against, you know, Matt Thornton's out there, and he's throwing straight fastballs, and, oh, that one's off the baggie. One run, one run will score. You know what I mean? Like, these are those moments in Sox twins that, that you live for, and when, when your team is on the, the winning side of it, it really gets you it gets your blood pumping so crochet bounces back he goes fastball fastball change up fastball again and then it's white castle time with the slider that he that he buries out of the zone to nelson cruz just a great sequence right there and cruz has been a guy who's gotten the socks so many times and that was a hell of a sequence that had me jumping up and down uh, with that one because you knew that was going to be the biggest moment of the ball game with uh, the tying runs aboard there on base. It just it was awesome job of pitching by Garrett Crochet, who's figuring out how to use his stuff. You know, up and not just throwing straight heat at you, changing eye level, movement. And I was I was sitting there with Shane. I was like, all right, you got to go low here on him now. And that's what they did. And it was just a, a great sequence there from Crochet that uh, kept the game in the Sox favor at that point. And like you were saying, it is a huge confidence boost for Garrett Crochet after he struggled with the hitters before Cruz to have him out there and say, hey, kid, we would love for you to be a high leverage guy. And to be a high leverage guy, we need to get this guy out. Yeah, he kills the White Sox. He kills everybody. But you have premium stuff. Get him out. And he did. He he that slider like I'm sure Nelson Cruz was just thinking, fastball or change up and I can cover both of them and when you throw that slider it looks like a fastball yeah and it just God, by the way if, if you're listening to us right now talk about this 
pop open Pitching Ninja in, an, in a separate window on your phone or if you're on the computer, load it up right now. They have that, the, 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 the tunneling there, the overlay of those pitches from Crochet. And it's just, it's remarkable, like how consistent he was with the delivery and the arm slot there to make those two pitches look identical. Just dangerous stuff right there. Yeah. And so that ball looks like a fastball and it's just burying in on your hands. And a great hitter like Nelson Cruz looked stupid right there in that last uh, whiff uh, that he had. It's amazing that this guy has the filth that he does. I think also, you know, this is really his rookie year. So we expect a lot out of the guy. We expect him to be our Michael Kopech from the left side, which is unfair on our part because the guy is just starting his major league career and hasn't really pitched a lot past high school. I mean, he it was started like one game in 2020 early, and I think he started a couple games in 19, but he really hasn't thrown a lot of pitches. So to be in the majors throwing versus your division rival and getting these folks out has to be a huge, huge boost of confidence for a guy that has jumped a lot of levels that you don't usually see. And he is a filthy guy. I don't know if he's going to be a starter because I don't know if that could process for six or seven innings because the guy does, I don't think he has it mentally yet to be, you know, a bear down for six, seven innings yet, but that will come with time. I think Michael Kopech at the end of the year will be a starter. I see Gary Crochet more of a long-term guy, so he'll be in the bullpen for the first couple of years of his career. That's what I'm guessing. But this, going forward, will give him the ultimate confidence that he can get major league hitters out, even the top ones, even after he struggles with his command and control with the hitters before him. And I don't want to go back here in, in, uh, in out of order, but uh, tip of the cap to Matt Foster today, who uh, you know we expressed concerns about. Uh, mm-hmm. He finally gets his earned run average under eight at seven five nine here this year with his uh, clean inning in the sixth inning, bridging uh, Lynn to Crochet, and it was just a nice job by him. And hopefully that'll have some positive carryover because we're going to need all these guys because these games in the American League, man. Lots of runs, you know, lots of lots of tense moments, lots of matchups. Tony loves to bullpen it, and, and he's finally figuring out who he likes and what spots and how he can game the system as far as the, the guys you have out there for just the one out, the guys you want to have out there for three outs, you know. So, you know, not everyone is, is on the same page here in that bullpen. Evan Marshall needs to come back to form a little bit here. So uh, nice job by Matt Foster. And, of course, Liam Hendricks comes in for the five out save which was huge 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 oh, and, man. and yeah we'll, we'll get your fig jam ready for the next segment here but just <laughs> real quick we talked about that cruise at bat and how how many times socks were on the the victim end of a nelson cruise at bat in a big spot like that over the past few years against the twins or if it's any of those guys i mentioned from the the, the paranias uh, back in the day but now the uh, the the tables have turned a little bit, and T.A. talked about that after the game. Uh, you know, they had their shots at, uh, as, at uh, whooping on us. So, you know, um, it, it feels good for the tables to turn a little bit and, uh, you know, for us to, you know, finally be in a position to, you know, be able to whoop on, you know, these guys in the vision and, uh, you know, keep pushing. Yeah, man, it took five years to do it. Uh, but finally, after five years, the Sox finally get their three-game sweep of the Twins. And uh, it's just it's it's good to see, man. Killer instinct kicking in. This team is having fun while doing it. And before we go to the next segment, uh, we, we cannot forget you know who. I'm on the mission for dime pieces and sexy ladies. Allow me to introduce you to my... You're mean, Mathias. A big moment in that game yesterday 
where Yermin uh, gets the day off, and then he comes in to pinch hit, and he gets that that clutch RBI single, giving a little more breathing room, making it four to two. And it was a great shot on White Sox social media if you haven't seen it. But it was sort of you guys may remember the moment from from when it happened watching the game broadcast. But Yermin was pumped after uh, getting to first base. But the White Sox social media showed the flip side of that. They showed the dugout reaction to your means base hit where everyone is just cheering for him and they, they've, they've got the the energy going back out towards first base and your means giving it right back to him. This is a team that, you know, I don't know if this stuff matters because we certainly have had teams that, you know, hate each other in the past and that's fine and they know how to win. But when your team likes each other and they're all pulling from the same rope and they're all pulling for each other, uh, it makes it a, a lot more fun to watch and that energy was just bleeding through the television today. Yeah, and I saw an anecdote that uh, Tim had been speaking to Billy Hamilton about, hey, be a hitter that can run, not a runner that that happens to hit. Like, you get on base via the hits, and then after that, run your ass off and giving him little words of encouragement. Hey, man, you're in the major leagues before a reason. You're going to be needed for us. And those things, you know, um, what was the saying again? Uh the ships and the tides and shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> a rising tide raises, raises all boats sh- all, yeah. or ships. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And so this is what Tim is doing. He's seeing a guy who's maybe down on his luck. He's a veteran that has been bounced around from team to team to team. He's probably feeling a little sorry for himself. And Tim's like, no, nah, you need to come up. We need you to be at this level, brother. And you saw the excitement Billy Hamilton I haven't seen had. Billy Hamilton smile in like 10 years. <laughs> you know, the man is rejuvenated. And two great catches today. Didn't contribute with the the bat as much. But, yes, uh, two days ago, four for four, triple, double, single, and another one. He is ready to contribute to this team. I don't want him to be the everyday center fielder. And Adam Engel looked like in the post game he was running out, and maybe he'll have a minor <laughs> league assignment soon. That will be the guy until Luis Robert comes back. But this is what happens: the guys lift the the bottom of the roster up, and they all are pulling for each other. And that's why you saw Yermi Mercedes get that hit and get hyped up, and his teammates on the on the other side in the dugout were like, "Yeah, Yermin, let's go, man, let's do our thing." You know, that's what camaraderie looks like. That's these guys are all pulling for each other, and like. I said it might be in spite of Tony or because we heard about the rumors on, on the Jeff Passer report, or it might be just, you know, Tony's putting these guys together and they are a team and cohesive unit that wants to play for each other and win for each other. You could see that on the pitching staff where each guy is going from the next start to the next start to the next start. And they're like, Hey, I just saw Lance throw five and only give up one and it was unearned. I need to go out and go out for a shutout. And that's what Julia Lito's going to think. And that's what Kopech's going to think. You know, Kopech's like, I am not part of this, but I want to be part of this. Here's the shutout, Royals. That's stuff that builds on each other. Even bum-ass Jake Lamb hasn't contributed the whole year. Hit a home run today. Yeah, we were talking about his plus-minus. Like, he had committed the error already and makes up for, for the home run, but then he makes another error. So he's sitting at a – he was at negative one today for plus-minus. But it goes to show you – like plus-minus, uh, our guy King Mac. He's got a whole system there. <laughs> oh, yeah? 
Oh man, he's got an extensive. <laughs> Go and check out King Mac's whole uh, plus minus system. He's a anti, not an anti, but he doesn't like the analytics uh, take over baseball. So okay. he's created his own war version, but it's mostly based in plus minus. <laughs> All right, uh, we could easily stop here, but uh, we're gonna hear your voicemails. People just want to congregate and celebrate and just you know feel good about the White Sox. And you know, I don't know how today's gonna shake out with the doubleheader. You know, baseball has a way of coming at you, you know, and humbling you awfully quick. But the Sox are riding high right now and we'll hear your reactions to the White Sox sweep of the twins next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at betonline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds and info on all your sporting needs including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Looking to make a play on this big Chicago-Minnesota series coming up? Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year. Joey chestnut right now the over under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for joey chestnut for wednesday june 30th 2021 the hot dog eating contest for this year you want to bet on the new york lottery you can do that you can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even i'm telling you they've got all your betting needs covered here at bet online so don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts and don't forget our promo code locked on at bet online that's promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast host peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, I'm not going to play the open. Let's start hearing some of these voicemails. What do you say there, Herb? Let's do it. Let's take a listen. All right, first one we got checking in here. Uh, I skipped one about Jake Lamb because some did come in about Jake Lamb as that game was going on, but we already talked about him. It's a much different vibe after the win. Let's check in with the, ooh, the 612. Hey, this is uh, Dan Ryan calling in. Grew up in Minnesota, a Sox fan. Got bullied for my Canerco shirt in high school. Feels good to sweep them. Fuck the twins. Fuck them kids in high school. Let's get a fucking division, boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. From the 612 up there. Mm. Uh, you know, it's Sox Minnesota. fan up there. That Yeah, Minnesota nice, but apparently not. Now when you're in high school, wearing a Paul Canerco uh, jersey there. Uh, Thank you, Dan, for checking in. Uh, next one from the 734. Hey, guys. Kevin from Logan Square. Back-to-back sweeps, got to love it. Quick comment, couldn't help but laugh that they brought Yasmani in in the bottom of the ninth when uh, your mean pinch hit. Thought they might give him a chance behind the box, (laughs) but he must be a giant liability. Uh, I know he's got the gear because I I saw I follow him on uh, social, and I saw him post a shot of his uh, Mother's Day gear all pinked Mm -hmm. out and and, uh, still didn't give him a shot, but came up clutch there in the ninth, and Good move, but uh, back-to-back sweeps. Got to love it. 
talk soon. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. Yeah, that is kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I would roll the dice out there for the one inning. All of a sudden, you have your erratic uh, closer uh, and his fig jam and, you know, him, him trying to, him cursing up a storm to himself out there. Then you have your mean uh, who hasn't caught an inning all year. I don't know if that would have worked out so well. I think that's that's for the best, don't you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, and Jason and Steve were like, well, they're going to have to find a replacement for Yermin after this at bat. And they're like, oh, yeah, Yasmani's going to come in. That, they immediately said that because they're like, he is a butcher. They've been told something by either for on office or some managers like, hey, he's never going to play catcher for us unless it's a big-time blowout or those other two guys get hurt. And that's fine. You can see there's been opportunities for him to start a game like today or maybe – like, yeah, there's a doubleheader, so maybe he can start one of these games. I guarantee he won't. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Not a catcher. Uh, yeah, I don't even know about seeing him in left field at this point, but I think it's important to see him out there. I think this no better time than now during this doubleheader if you can get him, uh, you know, find him some time out there just to see what you have. You know, you never know. Like, maybe they do know, and that's, maybe that's why you don't yes. see him. <laughs> Let's check in with the 3-3-6. Three, three, hey, guys, Roger from Greensboro. Great win today, great sweep of those. Dreaded Minnesota Twins, very excited. Uh, maybe getting a pink slip here for cheering a little too loud at my desk, but I think I'll be okay. But uh, guys, 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 Jake Lamb. So we need a what, – what the hell are we going to do about Jake Lamb? <laughs> what are we going to do about Jake Lamb? <laughs> are the White Sox going to be so <clears throat> maniacal that they're going to put Jake Lamb out there to play like shit in the field, even though he had a homer? But he had, what, at least one book there, one botch play in the first. He didn't make the play in the Lance Lynn throw. And, you know, are they going to go and sit there and say, well, you know, we do have Albert Pujols. He's available. I know he's not <laughs> a lefty six. So it's nice to have hey, the home man. run from Jake Lamb. But, you, you, you know, he also cost the team a run. So who cares? So anyway, are these – are these guys plotting to bring in Albert Pujols just by showcasing how terrible Jake Lamb is at first? Thanks. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I don't know what they're doing with Jake Lamb. He he does provide a little bit of a lift offensively from the left side, as you saw today with the home run. He he he's let me I gotta double check double check his numbers on the season here, but you know, he is a competent bat so he morning on base he doesn't he, hit for anything okay yeah so i'm wondering if there's a, a if, if you can even give him a pinch hitter role because just get having the look of someone from the left side like even if you just want to you know I, I don't know mat, play a matchup late in the game i, I don't know he, wow he's a 0.1 war player in 2021 so he's a positive war player he's only hitting 143 but he's getting on base at a 357 clip yeah, you, and we should check it tomorrow Oh, that, that that's right. Yeah, I look at baseball reference. Yeah, that's I, I don't I don't think he's long for this roster. I think Rick Hahn knows it. Tony knows it, but he's trying to do it in the professional courtesy of rolling him out there and maybe he'll get a gig uh, somewhere now that uh, he's got some ABs. So I, I don't know. I, don't, I wish I had an answer for you there. I do not. I mean, uh, versus right handers, he is very, you know, in his career, he's the 800 OPS guy. So above average um, guy versus left or right handers. He's crap versus left handers. Uh, maybe yeah late tough right-hander that karen check comes in maybe you can have him bat instead of 
I wouldn't take down Vaughn. I'm just trying to think of a weak right-handed hitter that we would uh, substitute him for right now in the lineup. I wouldn't do it when we have uh, Adam Engel back in the game. So, yeah, there's really no spots there. And if it's Lurie Garcia or Jake Lamb, who do I want? <sighs> at least Jake Lamb gets on base at a 36% clip. I would probably want that. Hey, 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 hey. Lurie's been here for nearly a decade, man. He knows where the bodies are buried. We can't have that. <laughs> He's got to be here. If the Sox win a World Series and Leary's not on the team, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> he's, he's like, I, like I get mad at him just like I get mad at uh, 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 Diazza. Just not a hundred percent baseball IQ guys. Like yeah. Leary makes some some just boneheaded plays. Today he was just he was Leary again. Three strikeouts. 0 for 4, just yeah. I, I he's do. A, he's a he's a seat feel, filler until these guys get healthy. I appreciate what he did last year. The the short sample size we got of Lurie Garcia before he did that dumb thing of sliding headfirst into first and got hurt. I loved what Lurie was doing. I want that guy back. He needs to resort back to that. But he's playing way too much, and it's getting him exposed to a player that we get to meet. Uh, we get to be pissed at. I need him less doses so we can appreciate what he brings to the table, which is a valuable fifth, fourth outfielder and fifth infielder. That's very valuable, but he's playing way too much now. All right, last one here. This is a talk about ending on a a high note here. This is a short but sweet one from the 815. Hey, guys, this is Ed in DeKalb, Illinois, and the only thing more delicious than the White Sox sweeping the Twins would be MLB contracting the twins <laughs> yeah i don't think that's gonna happen but we I thought gonna go pizza pros come on you're <laughs> out there in the you could have just said it yes remember they almost got contracted that was so close yeah when was that i'm trying to remember was what... it them or the vikings that got con- almost got contracted <laughs> i don't think it would have been yeah let's see i remember it was one of those minnesota teams that almost got contracted and they're like ah we're just gonna save them uh, i'm carl polad I, I know is the owner of the twins back in the day it was either carl polad or the guy Red McCombs in uh, the Vikings. Two thousand one. Yeah. Was ahead, the ahead of the, yeah, ahead of the two thousand two season, uh, baseball had a plan for contraction, um, and uh, the Twins were originally part of that. Damn, that would have saved us so much heartache in the two thousands. Oh um, my god! But ultimately, I like the fact that the Twins. It's a great rivalry, man, and it's a great fan base. And they would have just kept the Brewers in the AL Central. Oh man, old scrap iron would still be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show and tell you why you need to buy Fig Jam the next time you're at Jewel or Mariano's or at Amazon. We'll do that next here on Locked On White Sox. Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Guess what, friends? I've got another health update for you guys. I mentioned that I started eliminating unnecessary sugar from my diet, working out a little bit more, but most of all, getting rid of those unhealthy snacks that I tended to overindulge in at times. And I can tell you that about two and a half months into this lifestyle change, I am down about 15 pounds now. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I could have done it without Built Bar. I'm going to keep going, folks, because I'm loving the way I'm feeling. I have a new routine. I don't even miss those sugary snacks and soda and all 
all the other stuff that I used to eat all the time because I have built bars. I order them in bulk basically whenever I order them so I never run out. Uh, I have one for an afternoon snack and one after dinner to get rid of my sweet cravings and they've done wonders for me. They've totally eliminated my my cravings for sugar, but they still taste delicious. That's the best part. See, this stuff doesn't work if built bars don't taste awesome and they do. You know, you have some of these other protein bars out in the market and they don't taste as good and they're pumped with sugar a lot of the times, but built bar that's not the case. Low sugar, low carb, high protein and always covered in 100% chocolate. I can tell you that my new favorite flavor for the time being is coconut brownie chunk. I've got it right here in front of me. It's only 150 calories, but it's packing a whopping 15 grams of protein in this bad boy, okay? And it's just delicious chocolate coconut brownie chunk. But if you want to get yourself a coconut brownie chunk, Go to BuiltBar.com now because these things go fast. Whenever I get an email saying that we have this flavor back in stock, I'm there immediately. And whenever I'm at BuiltBar.com, I'm making sure I put in our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Do what I did. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order yourself up a flavor. Sprinkle in a new flavor that you haven't tried. You never know what your favorite flavor could be unless you try it. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15. BuiltBar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, that about does it for us. This week, another fun week in the books. It's it's a better show, I think, when they win every game that you cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they could continue to do that, we would have awesome shows, and we, we would love these shows. We may beat the Dodgers this week. <laughs> with all these victories. No, I don't know what they do over there. They got some magic at Locked On Dodgers. Uh, we're always finishing second to them. Uh, but uh, probable pitchers for the doubleheader, Giolito versus Keller. In, uh, in game one, and then mm-hmm. game two, Michael Kopech versus Jacob Junis. So it should be an interesting one. Uh, you know, again, the, the Royals are a team that the, the Sox basically buried last weekend. I know it was a long way to go, folks, but uh, they did not have a good effort. And then Saturday, uh, the battle of lefties, Carlos Rodon and Mike Miner. And then Sunday's probable pitchers to close out the Royal Series at home. For the White Sox, you will have Dylan Cease going up against Brady Singer. So uh, interesting pitching matchups, uh, four games against the Royals, and uh, could we possibly be talking about a team that's uh, uh, won all of those games? I don't know. I have to wait and see. But uh, this was an interesting thing that happened uh, in the postgame. Baseball players are just weird, man. Liam Hendricks goes out there after his five-out save, and he goes up there uh, with, with a little jar. So I'll let, uh, I'll let him explain this here. Now we have uh, Liam Hendricks with us. Vinny, go ahead, Vinny. You guys can see this. What do we got today? Is that reverse for you guys, or is that normal? Because that's fig jam. It's a motto, uh, a motto I brought to the team in spring training that Shelly Duncan went out and got some fig jam for us. It means. Fig jam is what he's saying. So he's got fig jam. You can find it in the uh, in the preservatives aisle, right next to the jelly. I've seen it before. It's fig jam. Means uh, frick, well, or the vernacular, but frick, I'm good. Just ask me. So figured that was a good one to bring out today. All right. <laughs> all right all, all right. right all right weirdo we'll be back <laughs> yep yeah so fig jam uh 
Fuck it, I'm great. Just ask me. Um, that may be a good gag for all you married folks out there, for all you all you married men. If you do the grocery shopping, if you want a solid dad joke, just put a little fig jam. It's not cheap. It's not as cheap as uh, as as jelly would be. They're the kind that come in the fancy container, the, you know, the glass jar. It's not just this is not Smucker's uh, plastic squeeze bottle here. This is uh, premium stuff here. Fig jam. But if you go to Jewel, bring home a little fig jam, and uh, and you can tell uh, the wife. Uh, Fuck it, I'm great. Just ask me. So I thought that was a funny little anecdote at the end of that post game. Just weird. He's a weird guy. <laughs> Liam Hendricks yeah. is weird. Bullpen guys are weird. Baseball players are weird. And that in that same presser, he said that his wife had yelled at him on Wednesday night's game. You now when he was struggling and gave up those unearned runs, um, as he heard his wife yell at him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it." And he said that helped him out. His wife is just pretty much knows that. He wasn't in a mental state that he needed to be in, and she yelling at him um, <laughs> with love got him into the right state. So, yeah, he's a little weird, and she knows she's like Carlos Rodon's wife, Ashley. She's a down chick. She knows what her <laughs> husband needs when he needs it, and you best not talk bad about her. She looks like she can fight a little bit, too. Yeah. So, I so like, yeah, it's all good. I like that version of Liam Hendricks uh, than compared to the one that we saw on Wednesday. One and two from Hendricks. <laughs> I curse an American dialect. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, man. It's a fun day today, a fun weekend. Hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, these are great days we're living, bros, as they said in Full Metal Jacket. So uh, the White Sox in first place, and just you know eliminating rivals along the way. I'd love to see how this team matches up against other teams in the American League. Uh, but all you can do is play uh, the people on the schedule when you play them. You can't control, you know, when you play them. You just, you know, go out there and try and beat them. And so far, they've done just that. And uh, I really like this team, man. Like, I really like the way they come together. This all seems very anecdotal, but the they are a quintessential team, man. Like, you know, just getting the big hits when they need them, rallying around each other, picking each other up after some bad defensive miscues. Uh, you know, and they've got the pitching. You know, pitching and timely hitting, man, it's still like this game is a couple hundred years old, and those old adages remain the same after all these years. You know, if you if you can pitch and you can get those big hits when you need them, you're going to go a long way, and I have no doubt that the uh, the White Sox will uh, stay true to that, providing no more injuries. Please, knock on wood. Uh, but that's all I got for this week. It's been a fun week, Herb. Very much so, and I'm going to tonight's game, Michael Kopech. Uh, I mm. like to call him Sean Michael Kopech, and he's going against Double J Jeff Junis, and hopefully – he can give him some sweet chin music to the face. <laughs> Wait, yes. I, I think he, I think uh, he changed his name to Jacob Junis. Uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, you know, you're thinking of Jeff Jarrett, I think. Uh, J- double Jeff, double J, double J, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> double R E double T. Uh, you have fun. Um, is I know you attempted to go to a game and you gave away your tickets. Is this yes. th- this is not your first game of the year, correct? This is my first game. Oh, of the year. okay. I, the first game. I was supposed to go to was the second game of the homestand um, after the opener that got rained out versus the Royals. Right. That's why they're making out up this first game and I'm not going to make it there because I got to work. And then we're me and Courtney are going to the night game. Got some good tickets in 118 right by 108. I'm going to say what's up to you guys getting that good deal that Carl Martinez hooked us up with a couple years ago where you get that. Uh, hopefully they still have it. And <laughs> I don't know what the setup is going there, but you get the, uh, uh, is that a, uh, Pulled pork sandwich and like chips for ten dollars. Pretty solid. What, what are you looking forward to uh, the most? Just being out there. What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? 
65 during the day 48 is the low so you know probably during the game it'll be a little nippy i'll wear my white socks coat for the winter but that might be a little too much so i'll also have a nice uh windbreaker on standby but yeah i'm looking forward to the food i am gonna go wild on concession stand food whatever they let me to get to and if they have relaxed the capacity, which 60%, the next homestand, I hope they relax the the uh, restrictions on travel. You know, you can go and see the 108. You can go over there to the Goose Island. You can go upstairs to see the places that you miss. I mean, hell, we haven't been there for a whole two years. And I need to eat as much as I can, drink as much as I can, because the dog, we're going to be having him like at a babysitter. So it's like our <laughs> first night out since this. Uh, we got uh, Ziggy about a month and a half ago. So. We're going to be very happy, very happy to be at a ball game and very happy to be at the best team in Major League Baseball's stadium. <laughs> well, you enjoy yourself, and that's an order, my friend. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's good stuff. I think I'm going to head out to that uh, next home stand against the Orioles. You know, I'm, I haven't gone out there yet because of the weather. It's just such so much of a gamble, and if there's going to be – you know, protocols in place and this and that. Like, I'd rather go where I know the weather's going to be nice. So you'll see me out there, I think, next homestand, probably next Saturday or Sunday against the uh, Baltimore Orioles, and I'll be wearing my Ed Farmer jersey, and I think I'll be up in that club level because I'm, I'm taking pops to a game, uh, I think. Uh, uh, our buddy our buddy Carl hit us up. He wants to go to a game, and my dad wants to go to a game, so I don't know if I'll be taking in two games uh, during the next homestand, but uh, we'll be up there, and I'll be in the Farmio jersey. So feel free to say what up to me if, uh, if you see me up in that club club level because my dad doesn't like sitting behind the uh the uh the net yeah so we're gonna be up there and and the food selection up there in that club level is pretty premium they got some interesting items up there so i'm like don't they you can go inside and get some like ice cream and such um what with the cart like yeah no well they're connected to the to the suite level uh, in a way um but yeah but but yeah they're just it's just regular Mm. it's indoors with carpet you know, in the wow. club level, it's a little fancy, and they've got nice chairs and stuff. It's a little bit of a different it's world like up there. I you know? bathrooms and such. <laughs> no, it's the next best thing to being in a suite, I think. Especially, you know, when when the weather is in climate. Because I remember during Michael Kopech's second start, I took my daughter there, and you know, it was just nothing but rain, and it was kind of a disaster. But you know, they had ice cream there, and we were you know sheltered, so she had a good time, and she was like, uh, she had to have been. She was four at that time, so yeah, we had a we had a good time. That was the last time I was up in that club level. So I'm looking forward to getting back out there, man. And the world is returning to normal. We're gonna get rid of the masks soon, hopefully. Hopefully, private businesses use common sense and they get rid of the masks too. President Biden says we can get vaccinated and lose the mask, which I am vaccinated, as are you. And I'm looking forward to ditching these things, man. But anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent here. But uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday. We'll recap these four games with the Royals and hopefully we're talking about uh, at a minimum uh, three games uh, taken from the Kansas City Royals here. Thought we were gonna get some uh, some Newsmax there, some uh, some Infowars there. <laughs> all right, if you want to wear the mask the rest of your life, by all means, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> They're getting you. They're making the furrows gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fluoride. <laughs> That's fake news. The bacteria collection your masks, and you're getting sicker from wearing your masks than you would from COVID. Uh, anyway, <laughs> chemtrails. Um, that is Chris Tanhill. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Tanhill. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me at Ecknerwall23. That is Lawrence, my last name, spelled backwards, two three for Ramon Ventura or home run hitter Jake Lamb. 
Eckner, uh, <laughs> lo- sorry, locked on socks. And <laughs> you, you couldn't I'm, believe I'm, what you said about Jake yeah. Lamb. You threw yourself off. I fucked myself up. I was like, oh, I would never say that. It's ridiculous. I would say Brian Dahlbach before Jake Lamb. <laughs> At locked on socks on Twitter, Instagram, and go to YouTube, subscribe there. And 312-566-8727 is the way you can reach us via voicemail. Great job, guys, today. Keep it going. I want to hear from some of the ladies. I know you guys listen out there. Call us up. Send us text. Or not te- send us text. Send us emails <laughs> at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Courtney, you can send me a text. You know my number. Uh, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. For Chris Tanhill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this sweep edition. Second one in a row. Let's beat the hell out of the Royals, too of Locked on Socks.